Hello, Dennis. I'm in Spain. I played an ITF match today, and it was a very, very shitty weather day, but I managed to edge out the win, as we talked about before we record. And for all you listeners who listen, and it's nice to see that uh, there's interest, uh, we're going to do a separate podcast, me and Dennis, by the name of, of Racket Nerds, uh, as time of speaking, which kind of suits with, uh, with the tennis nerd theme. But we're going to kind of also talk about some other sports and Dennis is a budding paddle player now so he plays a lot of paddle I have several friends who are into pickleball so we thought we'll, we'll kind of broaden the approach a little bit and we'll keep discussing what happens on the tennis tours but we'll kind of have a bit more of a broad approach and then I'll, I'll do the industry interviews that you might have seen la last few weeks uh, over here on Tennis Nerd so if you want to subscribe to two podcasts Feel free to do so. Uh, it's going to be live in a little bit. So we'll let you know on all, this, all the social media. So that announcement out of the way. Uh, we have a lot of Australian Open action to summarize. We are the, the kings of predictions. Uh, what do you say, Dennis? Hello, Giannis. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say much about the, the prospect. It just makes me really... Um really happy that we that that we can we can actually talk about a lot more stuff and in a different platform but that's going to be on a later date and also there was a few um articles which i've written about uh, a tennis nerd becoming a pedal nerd and now that that's the best literally to do a racket nerd in general so um yeah again as as i usually say it as well watch this space i'm working um on quite a few pieces on on like pedal bats and 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 um i am in contact with quite a few um pedal nerds actually i can i can say that as well cuz uh, that is booming but everyone knows that who's into tennis but we are here to talk about tennis you know what it has been not that much of um spectacle or it wasn't it wasn't that good the second week of this grand slam was was pretty flat i i wasn't the only one who noticed this we should be living from sports betting um i know that i'm um i said uh Tsitsipas in the end uh last wednesday or when it was and i don't think it was a really bad bet um i thought like he he had his chances but novak in down under is literally unbeatable and it has been it has been a whirlwind of of how he beat literally everyone after after the French qualifier. He, he's just unbeatable. He's he's pretty much the same as as like Rafa is in uh, in the Garros. That like literally you it doesn't matter what the guy does he's gonna win it. Uh, but he played some of his best tennis I've ever seen him play. So I have to say now, all hail Mr. Novak. Um, I'm never going to be a massive fan of his, I have to say, but the achievement, what he did and how he played and how he composed himself, I'm not a hundred percent sure about his injury. I have to say, cause if, if there was a lingering, um, hamstring. It, yeah, it was his hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. It was his hamstring. And, and if, if there's a problem with your hamstring, you can literally hardly, hardly walk. And he was as quick as ever. But let's put this out of the way. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm. I'm bitter as a Rafa fan. I just have to say, I. I do firmly believe that Novak Djokovic is the best uh, tennis player ever. He's not going to be the most liked, not even close to it. But what he achieved and what he's still achieving, and now he's back to world number one. And what he is doing is absolutely unmatched, and 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 he is he is the king of the kings. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not much to say, really. I, I, you know, we were both pretty much spot on. Like we, you were, we were both with Novak. 
before the tournament in our predictions uh you you changed to Sitsipas, which i appreciate because i think you need to always hope for someone new you know it's also a little bit of a of a wish in a way that someone new wins because i i think there it's somewhat boring still with these three guys mopping up everything now federer is is kind of you know he stopped so so he feels like that was pretty long time ago almost uh, but but the Novak he will keep going for for a few more years. I mean I, I he's super hungry and there was one comment in an article like he he's not gonna stop until he's the best ever in terms of slams. Like I mean he's I think he's he's the guy who has been the most open that that is his goal. And I think you see the hunger like he wants to prove everyone that he's the best and he doesn't want to win the likability competition. He's not gonna win that. Uh, because that's probably already a lost battle, but he's gonna get the most slams, and I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, of that at this time. It feels like that anyway. Uh, so, and it, like you said, it, the tournament felt a bit flat towards the second week. Like it started well. We had a lot of five setters. It was exciting, you know, a lot of good tennis, and then lots of three setters, pretty standard matches. Not the most exciting players, maybe either. And it was just pretty predictable. And we're not the only. I've listened to some other podcasts and and uh, some pundits, and it's it's all been the same way. Like it's the second week of this slam felt weak, pretty much. I would say, yeah. So uh, wasn't the be- wasn't the best, but yeah. Kudos to Novak. I have a friend of mine in his team, uh, so um, yeah, he's very happy did his first uh, first tournament with Novak down under or two first two tournaments. So and uh, that's nice for Carlos uh, that he managed to start with two victories. Uh, but the women's, you were close with Sabalenka. I, I was not quite there with Sabalenka, I think. Yeah, I think what it was is that I just said that I, I definitely feel like Sabalenka will get to the semis. That was my prediction. But Garcia was on her um, part of the draw. So I, I picked Garcia. So, um, But I, I, I felt like uh, she's going to play Sabalenka in the semis. And, and to be fair, when I see how she, the, the power what she generates and i mean if you look at her um she's she's pretty on she's pretty much on the same sort of wavelength as like serena in terms of like how she plays maybe serena is i mean like not like let's say three years ago because on the peak of both players we cannot compare a 23 uh, times grand slam winner with a first time um maiden grand slam winner so far i'm pretty sure that that will that will open the floodgates because sabalenka has such a massive game the biggest in the women's game is sabalenka's and how she was smacking the ball was really impressive and what i felt was uh, rivakina is also an unbelievable player but she just couldn't do anything with with the power the pure power of Sabalenka and it was just a matter of time how she can compose herself and it was a quite a funny last game uh, she was serving for a 5-4 up in the third and it was like a 15 minute game because she just couldn't finish it she just couldn't close it out but I'm happy for her look she's a, she's quite a nice character I, I I feel like she's um she deserved it she was there so many times she was in the semis like three or four times or something like that she could never actually get through the finish line and now she finally did um it is a bit of a bit of a, an interesting one that literally an almost Russian because Rybakina is Russian originally and then then she went to Kazakhstan and now she's obviously won a slam for Kazakhstan last year which she didn't get the ranking points for which which looks quite weird because now she's in the top ten but she should be in the top five if you look at the points I don't think anyone will will really challenge Shontek 
on the clay because she's an unbelievable clay court player. But even in in like I would say Wimbledon and and also the U.S., I don't really know if if Sabalenka carries on in the same vein as as what she was doing. And she she changed her coach from Tursunov because Tursunov was with her for quite a uh, long time. I I feel like Sabalenka has at least five, six slams in her because she has such a massive game. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's tough with Sabalenka. I think like you, you mentioned that she had struggled serving it out. And I think that's been her thing in most of her career, like her nerves. Like she had a, a double fault error, I think as well, if I'm not misremembering. And uh, that usually comes from nerves. Like you get yips and you, you start like doubting yourself, your ability to actually put the ball in the box that you been doing for your entire life it's a it's a weird psychological sport tennis so i i do struggle to see her mopping up more slams i feel like shriontek is such a more consistent player with enough spin and i feel like sabalenka is a little bit too much hit and miss and she's gonna struggle to put it together maybe she will do one or two more times i don't think she's gonna be like a world number one i don't quite see it and that's my opinion i really i think she's very um like a charming um and like a good ambassador for the sport. I think she, and she's quite open as well. She, she posts some funny stuff on Instagram when she had this relationship stuff in the past. And yeah, she's, she's a bit of an interesting character. And I think maybe it's easier to build a bit more story on her than maybe with Triontech. I think um, media have struggled, not because there's anything wrong with Triontech, but it's like they, they can't quite find the storyline or the, you know, natural charm maybe. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, something, but it's, it's still, yeah, well, I, I don't believe she will go on to to win loads of slams, but the women's game is is uh, tough to uh, predict, as we both noticed. Although we did decently well, I I hope the men's game opens up a bit more. I, I would be a bit sad to see Novak mopping up like oh three four slams this year. I do, I doubt it. I think this maybe the French would be tougher. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I liked how Sitsibas fought, but it's hard to see if he's going to win slams. What do you think of his his chances, and and what did you think of his performance in the final? I will I will get back to that one, but there's just one thought about Sabalenka, which which is sort of she's like a, a Vavrinka. She can be hit and miss. So I, I do agree with you, but I think how Vavrinka put together three slams. I, I pretty much see that in the women's game, if she really gets going, that's why I feel like three, four is, I think, not out of reach. But that's about Sabalenka. That's about the women's game. And and I also agree with what you said about Shiontek, because I think Shiontek is, is an unbelievable player, but she's not exciting. She's not someone who you can follow. She's not a Coco Goff. Because like Coco Goff is is a brilliant character. She's lovely. She's happy. She's she's funny. And and you know she's someone who you can sort of relate to. You you're like yeah you can you can sort of get excited about how she goes about her stuff. And that the same applies to Sabalenka on a little bit slower sort of uh, smaller scale. Because I I believe that Sabalenka is um, she she like as I say look lights out. It's absolutely she has the biggest game in the women's tennis at the moment. Uh, serve massive, forehand massive, backhand massive. So it's it's like she could hit a winner from all over the court. Obviously, when she's not feeling it that well, she's going to lose to 6-1-6-2 against, you know, uh, 120th in the world. And that's why I made the comparison with, like, Vavrinka, because Vavrinka was the same thing. Like, Vavrinka, when he was on point, he could literally mop the floor with Djokovic. And then 
next time he lost to I don't know uh, Gaudenzi in in like I don't know in 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 Toronto or something on a Masters. But that's about these guys. The original question, if I recall it correctly, was that like how do I see the year in terms of like the men's men's game and and I I feel like. Uh, it was good to see Rune back on the on the practice court and he was like literally smacking the ball everywhere. And I and I felt a little bit he was unlucky because he could he should have really won the Rublev game. And and then he would have had a really, really strong opponent in Djokovic, where I feel like if if Rune is on point, he could have got like one or two sets. So that would have been the biggest test for for Djokovic. We were saying that Deminor will be a good test, but Djokovic just had way too much power for him. But to be fair, Rublev was the same. Like Rublev was really trying, but you didn't. It was it was quite quite funny what what Tommy Paul said. Tommy Paul said that they make he makes us play badly. And it's not about like how you can can generate points. It's about what is let from from Djokovic and how he moves around the hard courts is almost like an art form. It's almost like Rafa on a clay. Like literally, he how he slides into those uh, double handed passing shots is just a work of art. Even if someone doesn't like Djokovic, and I don't know a lot of guys who actually do like Djokovic, that shot is is something which is which is out of this world it's so compact it's so great i hope that Djokovic won't win three i think he will he will do two because because i it's really hard to bet against him in wimbledon is it i just cannot see anyone challenging him whatsoever it would be an interesting one to see like a final over like rafa against novak in in the garros that would be quite the showdown for the 23rd grand slam title that would be very good, yeah. I think that's a dream for many now, like uh, before they go away. <laughs> At some point, they will have to go away. It seems like it's it's never-ending, this uh, GOAT story. Uh, but that would be good. Look, these two guys, they always surprise us, don't they? It's it's kind of a funny that like everyone thought that Federer is the GOAT. And argu- arguably, you can still say say the same thing. Although when you look at the longevity and, and, and what these two guys do, because like after 34... Yeah, Federer won one more. I do get it, but and he had a great half a year. You know, all the all the racket changes and everything. It just it just it just stirred it up a little bit. But what what Novak and Rafa are doing is is unprecedented, and not in just not in just tennis in general in in any sport. Like to dominate dominate after thirty four thirty five the whole sport. And we all know that tennis is the hardest sport around. So it's it's like you you need a lot of physicality. You need to get your head straight. You need your 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 shots, your racket, your strings. You need to to get everything right. And these two guys just always set, tend to get everything right. But if I if I would have to be really honest, I think um, I I just somehow don't know how no one can break Djokovic in terms of like. Uh, not tactics, because tactically he's literally unbeatable. But you just somehow cannot really hit through him. And I think how the um, Australian Open uh, surface and also the balls are, he just absolutely loved them. If we go maybe on the on the hard courts in the States, like the US Open, he wasn't that comfortable on it. Uh, but when you when you see Wimbledon, he's just unbeatable there. And he's just unbelievable on clay. So... I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that a few of these youngsters will come through. Uh, we are waiting for Alcaraz to come back. 
we don't know how he will be, how he will deal with the pressure now that he's uh, he's uh, not the hunter anymore. He's the hunted. But and- maybe I mean, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's it's interesting the the story with Alcaraz because I think uh, we got some new energy the tennis world, and I think uh, tennis is is doing well as a sport. I mean, hopefully, did we see an effect of the the Netflix uh, Breakpoint series? But it was also you felt like after Rune and Alcaraz broke through last year, uh, you had Alcaraz winning the. The U.S. Open, uh, I mean, Kasper Ruud was also doing him very, very well, uh, reaching finals. We had Holger Rune beating Novak in the Paris Masters final. So you felt like, oh, there's a new wave of tennis, and it's kind of powerful, exciting, and very dynamic, very dynamic movers. And what I missed that in this Grand Slam. I, I missed Alcaraz. I, I felt like there was something missing. And obviously, Rune left the tournament pretty pretty quickly, I would say, and, and a bit surprisingly. And what you were left with, uh, it's like Hachanov, Hurkacz. I mean, it's not the most salivating players to watch. Like, I mean, Sitsipas can be fun to watch when he's playing well because his forehand is, is can be on fire. Even Ojer Yassim, he, he left the tournament to Leheshka. Leheshka I like watching, but still you don't see him actually going to beat like a top 10 player. He's not quite there. The one guy I hoped would 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 come through more but he will have to retire was Korda because I felt like Korda had the most kind of Federer-esque footwork like that beautiful footwork where it doesn't look like he's actually moving he's actually floating a bit has excellent uh, hands as well so I think that guy is, is quite exciting but otherwise you felt like if you see Hachanov and Sitspas and, and Djokovic in a draw like in the top end of the draw it's you're like it's not the most exciting thing I mean that's my personal opinion uh, and I, I think that was felt. And then the, there were no five setters. Djokovic looked too good. Like after what you said with the French guy, you know, with the injury thing, everybody had 40 question marks. And then he just played better and better for every match, you know, like he got, you know, healthier for every win, you know. So it's like, um, yeah, the, the, the excitement wasn't there. I, I think there will be a new winner in the French Open. I don't think he will win that. I don't think Rafa will win either. Um and then Wimbledon, yes, it's most likely he will win because it's such a tough, like grass, it's so tough to, um, you have to get used to it. The young guys will not be as good as they might be on hard court. And then US Open, you're right. I, I don't think it's his favorite. And the Americans are not like huge Novak fans either, you know? So uh, I think he's, he struggled there. He struggles with the, with the setting. So uh, yeah, two for two for Novak this year. My, um, my and, and now I remember the, the question what you asked. Tsitsipas is a tough one, isn't he? Uh, he really has to see a few guys go out from his draw. Um, I I feel about him is um, he has a massive game. His backhand is not good enough. His backhand, like what I what I spoke about with a few of my friends during the final, is that he's he's like again. I'm just gonna say it now, and and don't don't get me wrong because of that. But he's like a knockoff version of of like Federer. That you know he has a massive forehand, great forehand. Although Federer's is obviously semi Western, um, Tsitsipas is a little bit more like semi Eastern. How he holds the racket, so it's a it's a bit different sort of. Uh, um, way of how they hit the forehand but it's it's a massive weapon and and a weapon sorry and and uh, they volley like both guys and you know Tsitsipas really worked in his uh, volleying skills and and he's good but I, he's he's not that good I mean he might he might scrape through one or two like look at when team won um it was a really low quality sort of U.S. Open anyway and and you've seen Chilich won 
So Tsitsipas has a chance, but he's in the sort of a team and Chilic group of players rather than, let's say, an Alcaraz or a Rune sort of players. So he cannot really shine through that much. And you could see it on this final. He came back. He got really unlucky on match point, I have to say, because that ball must have been 99% out and 1% in the, the final final forehand, which he missed. It was such such a close call. No one showed it afterwards, but it must have been like millimeters in because that 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 ball looked out from from where I was sitting. But what I can uh, what I can say about all this is that like Tommy Paul is a really exciting player and I was really happy for Tommy Paul. He's the only he's the only only really big pleasant surprise from this Grand Slam because I was happy to see that with with him going to a V-Core, and I told you as well that I don't think there it, it happened ever before, that you go to a completely different um, record sponsor, and it's not just the paint job, I'm sorry, the cosmetics, but it's the paint job, if, if if we look at it that way, that it's not a it's not a Blade Pro what he's using. He is definitely using a V-Core, possibly 97 we were looking at, 98 most most likely i mean yeah, yeah, some people yeah, yeah. thought it was a 95 but I, it looks like a 98 to me so that's the only that's the only real positive what i can take away from this uh, this uh, australian open cuz i i feel like um yeah it was a bit flat um even in the women's side you you've just seen like um you know sabalenka um, and and obviously she she got to the final fairly convincingly against Magdalene Lynette, which was great to see that, like, you know, after 30, you can get to a Grand Slam semi. And, you know, it, it pretty much made her her afterlife great. Like Lynette, if she retires tomorrow, she's going to have a lot of success. She'll have her own academy and like, I don't know, Warsaw or Krakow or something like that. And it's great. Um, she's not gonna, you know, change the world, but it's it's not that it's 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 a great thing anyway. And and on the other side, you've got Ribakina against uh, Azarenka, and look, it was great to see Azarenka, but she seemed like how she was hitting the forehand. It was a little bit sort of unstable. I was looking at the record, and I was like, wow, you need to add a bit of weight because it just seems like it's it's not solid enough. So all in all, I was hoping for a better slam. Uh, because there was a lot of positives, but I feel the same as what you said. Alcaraz was definitely missing. A good Rafa was definitely missing. And then you have like all these players and, and Rune, yeah, he didn't really come through, although that was his own mistake by every stretch of imagination because he should have really won that match. He really should have won that match. So it's um, it's just not right. It's, it, it really isn't. But look, Novak is there. He's he's up 22. It's going to be a good season for him. Um, I don't know how good. Apparently, he cannot travel to the Sunshine Double, as I've heard. No, uh, he's still locked out of the States, right? I guess US Open will be open, but but uh, for now, yeah. I think he's still still stuck. Yeah, he's definitely going to play in the US. We talked about it, that tennis is in the right place. And then when then we are brought back into reality and, and it's the same same old over over again. Like, you know, Djokovic is just literally mopping up the floor with everyone as, you, as, as how you said it. Um, and, and the women's game, yeah, well, um, there is not that many great characters. If Coco Goff and and maybe, maybe if you look at... Um, I was thinking like almost your board because I, I when you saw that breakpoint um, documentary, I mean, 
I got I liked her story. I like that it's it's tennis grows in outside Europe, which is like Europe, US heavy, Australia, of course. Uh, but we need tennis to grow everywhere. And and I know Paddle is growing like nuts in, in the Middle East. But it was nice to see her play well and have like uh, bring a kind of positive spirit of tennis to the to the Middle East. So I think that would be nice if she could have some great results. Um, and then obviously we always need characters. You need like person personalities to to be like stars and role models and ambassadors, something we've seen from the GOATs. Uh, you need that. And I think dominance, you know, is a is, uh, double-edged sword. Like sometimes dominance can be exciting, but I think a long-term dominance from now three guys, I mean, Djokovic is the shining star. I think, you know, when, when we when we end this, he will be the one who leads with the slams probably. But it's it's also can be detrimental like to the sport because you want to see like new players come and new profiles build up their career and it's like these guys just have you know a filter they just like you can't pass here you know it's not like this we're just holding on to these trophies for 20 years you know and it's 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 so impressive i'm not sure it's great for for tennis it, it's a for them persons great but but for tennis i don't know uh so uh yeah we'll, we'll see i mean I'm, I'm gonna be an optimist as always but hope for a great tennis year and hopefully some new stars win some big titles. But uh, yeah. yeah, this this was not my most positive uh, slam. Yeah, I I agree. And 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 the other thing is what I can say is that he evolved with the game as well, Djokovic. Um, the thing about all this is that the last twenty years have been, I mean, if you think about it, unreal. Like, look at Roddick. Roddick should have won five six slams easily if 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 Federer wasn't there. Or if you look at um, Burdick, or if you look at, you know, a, a few of these guys who never came through. If you look at Zverev, he's definitely suffering from that. Tsitsipas, same thing. Um, you know, and, and you look at these guys and you're like, you're just wondering, like, how, when, when, because um, we grew up pretty much watching Agassi against Sampras and that that was unbelievable. And, and you know, I remember the rivalry and, and, and. Every slam was a little bit different. Yeah, these two guys outshone everyone, but but in the meantime, it, it was still like there there was quite a few good players like Backer, uh, um, Adberg, uh, you know, Courier, uh, Chang. So there was there was a lot of lot of different characters, and every everyone had a chance to to finish with a slam in his pocket. Now. It's if you want to win a slam, you have to beat Djokovic or you have to beat Nadal. And there's no one else. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really unfortunate, unfortunate for Rafa to to get this injury and 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 you just feel for him because it's not gonna help that he's 36. It's not gonna help that he's he's obviously now almost halfway out the door. And I and I still believe that this is his last season because I don't really see him coming back for another year. But he might do because he's still Rafa Nadal, but Djokovic is so dominant. It's it's hard to draw conclusions from one slam, and it's hard to draw conclusions on a slam which Djokovic is backyard. I mean, I felt a little bit when Tommy Paul came back from one five down, and and he fought for it, and he even had like a a pretty clear cut chance at thirty love up at five all. If he would have got the first set, it would have been a different match for what. It would have been four sets because because literally these all these guys have to play out of their skins and I don't even know who Djokovic actually um, just hits around with because no one can deal with the pressure what he brings on the court it's absolutely unreal 
and yeah, Tsitsipas made it a good match. At least credit to him because he he tried to 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 do something with it. Let's let's hope for the best for tennis and 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 we'll just take it from there. Yep, that's all. We have to be positive and big congrats to Team Novak and Novak for the amazing and, feat and, and Sabalenka. Team Sabalenka. Yeah, yeah, they they both did impressively well and let's hope for a great tennis year. That's the way we we started. Keen to hear your comments, everyone. Put them on tennisnerd.net if you have other thoughts than we have here. And we'll talk soon. Thank you, Giannis. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, man.